just to remind you and tell you that I was right. <laughs> um, I hope you. This is my first announcement. We have some. We have some guests. We have a guest in our midst right now. Let's welcome her sister. Her. her she's a guest of uh, Atelea. Her name is Joby Dalcher. She's over there, sitting right next to us. Give her a round of applause. There you go. Ate Joby is recently widowed, and uh, Ate Lea has been praying for her, and um, God has brought us into her life. I don't know if that's a blessing or <laughs> praise God. Brother John has also been uh, working with uh, Sister Joby. So welcome, Sister Joby. And we have some returning uh, members that are with us. Sister Malou Ferrer is with us. Let's give her a round of applause. Yeah, and then we have Chris and Nirvana that came back. They also caught the virus, and they're back. They're recently engaged, too, so congratulations. Praise God. And um, it was your birthday yesterday, right, Chris? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it was all over Facebook, so you can't, you can't, can't deny it. All right, please turn your Bibles over to Romans chapter 8. And uh, I'm going to be asking this from the members. Please start bringing your Bibles, okay? I know we try to help to have it in the screen, but really, if you haven't been touching your Bible, Sunday will be a good day to touch it. <laughs> Romans 8.28. I'm going to be reading from 28 and until verse... 36. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him. Those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those He predestined, He also called. Those He called, He also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to, these, to this? Is If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how, how will he, not also along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died. More than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered a sheep to be slaughtered. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this privilege and honor that you've given to us, that we are able to meet here in person, Father God, in this building that you've provided for us to have, in this church body that you've made us to be a part of. We thank you for our health, Lord God, for making things possible that we'll make it here tonight safe and sound, Lord God. We ask now, Father, for your continuous protection, that you protect everyone in this building right now from the virus or whatever it is that they are concerned about getting. You are our true healer. You are the Almighty God. And above all, Lord God, you love us. So we ask, Lord God, that you guide, protect, and teach us 
Teach us now, Lord God, through your word. Give us, Lord, wisdom. Lord, speak through me, Father. Let your Holy Spirit, Lord God, speak through me as you speak to your people, into their hearts and into their minds. Forgive us, Lord, for all of our sins. Let nothing, Lord God, about us, about our shortcomings, hinder you, Lord God, from speaking to us. Be pleased with us, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So I entitled our message tonight as I close out. <laughs> I took a long break, didn't I? As I close out our, our New Year series, which is, uh, I entitled it Revision. Revision. Changes, right? Um, this is the fourth week. I, I want to thank Brother Vince and Brother, uh, Brother John for filling in for me. Uh, revision. To know, to trust Him, and to obey and to live for Him. That's our title short one. <laughs> so if you were here last week, Brother John, just for the record, preached for about 25 minutes. That gave me the remainder of that, okay? He's <laughs> still at the job, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, or we have a video here which, will which portrays most of everyone's or the world's New Year's resolution. So uh, if we're ready, Please pray, play. Oh, let me click this. Oh. <laughs> okay, you click it. I'm sorry, he's not in yet. Would you like his voicemail? Yeah! <laughs> wow, 13! No, there was wind. 13 is the new number. Oscar, go ahead. I want another try. Here we go. 31! There was a car. 31 is my new number. 31 is humanly impossible. Go, Oscar. 31's my number. I declare bankruptcy! Bankruptcy is nature's do-over. Like a witness protection program. Exactly. Not at all. Before I got my name picked out, Lord Rupert Everton. I'm a, uh, a shipping merchant who raises fancy dogs. That's the life. But this and now the chain. Michael the Magic will attempt to escape from extreme bondage. Go! I cannot tell you how I plan to escape. On an unrelated note, if you happen to find a small brass key. Fettuccine Alfredo. Time to carboload. Oh, Fredo sauce. Finishing that 5K was the hardest thing I have ever had to do. While I eventually puked my guts out, I never puked my heart out. And I'm very, very proud of that. I am going to totally pimp this place out. We have a couple of questions. Is that supposed to come off? The ceilings are lower than they were last week. What kind of mortgage did you get? Uh, 10 year. Well, 10 over 30, so 30 year total. Well, you'll be paying this off in your mid-70s. All right. Oh. Whenever you're ready, Michael. Oh. Forget everything you thought you knew about ab workouts. Done. This ab workout is specifically designed to strengthen your core. Uh, how much is that? Uh, it's only 25 bucks. Wow. Um, okay. So one can argue that none of those things are actually wrong, right? Actually good. Some of them 
Some people argue that. What's wrong with being physically healthy? What's wrong with being prudent and responsible with your finances? What's wrong with making use of your office space and making use of your eight hours other than just making money you get to exercise? What's wrong with those things? Somebody can argue that. But you know, the, the saddest thing in life, the saddest thing in life is you think you're climbing a ladder to go somewhere. And then all of a sudden, once you get to the top, it leads you nowhere. It gives you a wall. You know, in real estate, a lot of revisions have been happening without the people's permission. Um, there is a staircase leading to nowhere. And here's sometimes the ladder that you have, no matter how long you think your ladder is, just like your plan, no matter how long-term your plan is, sometimes it's never going to reach the sky. But not sometimes. It will never. Right? So the saddest thing is for anybody to live their life thinking that they're chasing something, that they're going somewhere, but at the end of the day, they, it leads them nowhere. And the great teacher Solomon, King Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 1-2, and Ecclesiastes 1-12-14 reads, Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. I, the teacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. I applied my mind to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. What a heavy burden God has laid on mankind. I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Now, many times, the sad truth is that we go through life thinking that a certain relationship will give us that fulfillment, thinking that a certain goal or achievement or a certain number of places to go on vacation will fill that void in our hearts that we think we can reach peace, we can have happiness, and we can have joy and for this timely, timely uh, point, safety. We think if we could just lock our doors, wear our masks, get our vaccines, we will not get sick. But then everybody who got the booster got sick. Everybody that was wearing their mask got sick. And that's not to say that the ones who were irresponsible with or without vaccines also got sick. Because why? Because at the end of the day, our sovereign God will be the one and His plans will stand, not ours. Now there's this thing, I put it here, the construction of utopias. Let me just read it for you. One of the seductions that continues to bedevil Christian obedience is the construction of utopias or to confuse Christians. Whether in fact or fantasy, ideal places where we can live the good and blessed and righteous life without inhibition or interference. The imagining and attempted construction of utopias is an old habit of our kind. Sometimes we attempt it politically in communities, sometimes socially in communes, sometimes religiously in churches. 
it never comes to anything but grief. Meanwhile, that place we actually are is dismissed or demeaned as inadequate for serious living to the glory of God. But utopia is literally, quote-unquote, no place. It's not real. We can only live our lives in actual place, not imagined or fantasized or artificially fashioned places. Right? For us Filipinos who grew up in the Philippines and then moved here, our utopia is, oh, when I get back to the Philippines, when I retire, when I can finally enjoy the house that I built there for 20 years. Or, or here, right? Here for the, the utopia is if, if, if we can just have the right precedent, if we can just have the right policies, I will have peace. I will be happy. If I can only have the right job, if I can only have the right amount of money in my bank, I will have peace. If I can only have the car, if I can only have the house. There's a certain thing that we, we make we, we imagine it, we fantasize about it, and then all of a sudden, we neglect what we have. We don't see what we have, right? We always fantasize about serving God in a certain way when we retire, right? Not now, later. We always fantasize of serving God, and if we serve God, it will be peaceful, it will be no harm, right? That's why when we get the calling to go on a mission trip to Afghanistan, we say, hmm? Maybe not me. Maybe pastor. Because we always have a certain imagination on how we should serve God. Not how God wants us to serve Him, but how we want to serve God. How we want to obey Him. Not what God says. God being the creator of all things and being wise, He has the ultimate and perfect plan for humanity. Amen? However, from the very beginning, man wants to be God. How? When Eve wanted to know what is good and evil. As we conclude this New Year series for 2022, with the hope that this will set up the pace for you, that it will jumpstart your heart to get going with God, to improve and to develop your relationship with Him, to become more intimate with Him. That is what we're trying to do. I mean, every Sunday, that's what we're trying to do. But this whole New Year series is to, to engage you, to engage your mind, to speak to you, to change your ways, to do a revision with your ways so that you can be more in love with God. Again, the title of our message is to know God, to trust Him, and to obey. And you, if you obey Him, you're living for Him. That's our introduction. I missed preaching, didn't I? First point, to know God. Romans 8.28. Most of us have memorized this. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, those who are called according to His purpose. Paul has gone through many trials and hardships in his life after he surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus. Amen? Think about it. Paul was a Pharisee. He was Saul then, right? He was a Pharisee, a very influential Pharisee for that, for that matter. He was a leader, a leader to identify, to capture, and to imprison all Christians before he met Jesus in the road 
in the street of Damascus. And then after that, he was shipwrecked, he was imprisoned, he was beaten, and all unfortunate ma uh, matters have happened to him. And all these things were listed in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25 to 30. Yet after all of that, and more to come for him, right? For he knew the uncertainty of his and stability of his good life wasn't there. Even knowing that, he writes, In all things, God works for those who love him, for the good of those who love him. Did he say in some things? All things. Does all cover COVID? Mm, some of you are not convinced because you miss some Sundays, right? And you know I know, <laughs> but more than I know, you and God know that you took it. You took that out when the government says, don't go to church. Don't go to public places. Right? Because you might get sick. Now, if, if your approach with your whole life is to be in your room, in your house, that you didn't go shopping, you didn't go grocery shopping, you didn't get gas, you didn't go to the movies, you didn't go to the mall, you didn't go to the casinos, you didn't go to restaurants, sure, I can understand. But my question is, how come you went to work? How come you went to that party that nobody was taking temperature in the front? Right? Did you go to a birthday party where they were like, oh, hey, can you show me your vaccine card before you come in? Thank you for the gift, by the way. <laughs> Let me check your temperature. Oh, you got to go home. Right? Oh, but here at church, man, if it's church, we're so careful. We're very prudent. In, in church, we're very prudent. We even call people up for not wearing their mask at church. If you're showing symptoms, don't go to church. Some of us have taken the lead on that. Some of you have taken the FICF CDC, CDC committee. <laughs> An unsanctioned committee by the church amongst you guys. You've transferred your fear and your concern towards other Christians. Instead of transferring your peace and your love. Now I get it. Church and our relationship with God is about Grace, amen? It is. And us obeying God is about free will, amen? That includes going to church, right? That includes coming to church. That includes if you want to wear a mask or not. That's, that's your prerogative. But it, we have, we, our responsibility is to encourage. That's the command from God. Now, somebody has to point me to a Bible verse that says, for, and we know that in some things, God works. Into that, that kind of point. You have to point to me where God said, if you are in danger, don't obey me. If you think you're not safe, don't follow me. You have to point me to that verse. And then I'll change my tone. But no, you know what? God always gets the bad half. God, God always gets the bad half. Remember the farmer when he had two calves, right? And he said, these two calves, one of them is the Lord's. He said, he told his pastor, Pastor, I got my, my, my cow, she gave birth. I have two calves. Those two, one of them is God's. And then there was a disease that came in the farm and 
And one of the calves died. And he went to his pastor and he said, Pastor, God's cow died. The pastor goes, how would you know it was God's? The guy goes, because it's dead. I keep the alive one. The church gets the dead one for potless. Right? We risk our lives going to work. Amen? Yes, we will. That's an overtime. That's a paycheck. We got mortgages to pay. We risk our lives going to work, but we say, stay safe. When it's Sunday, we got to be safe. God knows. God knows, Pastor Joe. God knows that I want to go, Pastor Joe, but I don't want to get sick. But yeah, I was at the El Dorado last night. You know how I know? You guys put it on Facebook Live and I see it. <laughs> but who cares if I know? What matters is if God knows, right? It's between you and God. Some, some of us during this whole pandemic, we made it all the way to Mexico, to Europe, all, all different places, but we miss church. We don't care if it's some other places. But if it comes to church, God gets the bad half. God gets the bad half. Now, there's, the, there's two points here. <laughs> so the second point first, the love. See, it says here, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him. The love. And Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, Jesus speaking, you will keep my commandments. Now, why did I stress about coming to church? Because that's one of His commands. One of God's commands is to remember to keep holy the Lord's day. And then in Hebrews, right, to, to, to let us not stop encouraging one another, let's not stop meeting. That's His command, to encourage one another. Because you play a huge part coming here. Do you know that? You know how I know? Because even if I have a, a message here and nobody shows up, <laughs> what's the point? All right? But if we love God, we say we love God. We say we love God. When you say you love somebody, does that, do you, or if somebody tells you he loves you or she loves you, do you expect an action behind that, that word? The answer is yes, if we're all going to be honest. The answer is yes. You know, I caught COVID. My family, my entire family caught COVID, right? For those of you who are in the know or who cares. Um, I was the last one who caught it. All three of my, my loved ones caught it. And my daughter, my daughter said, Dad, don't, just isolate me. We cannot risk it, she said. We cannot risk it. And you know what I said? I go, come here. I hugged her. I, go, I don't care if I get it. Right? I mean, Matt, remember those sappy birthday cards you give your daughters or your children? I love you to the moon and back, Right? When they get COVID, do you don't love them now? I love you to the moon and back, but if you have COVID, you go to your room. No, of course not. That's when love is tested. When trials and hardships are there. And the confession and profession of love, an action must be behind it. 
You know, the only bad thing, if you're the one who didn't catch it and everybody else in your family caught it, you're their slave. <laughs> you're their slave. They want food. They want drink. They want massage, you know. And I'm, at first I was like, oh, yeah, COVID got nothing on me, man. Dugong squatter to, you know, like I have a very dirty blood. <laughs> you know, and then, and then the Bible is so true because God said, God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Friday midnight, I caught the chills. I'm like, oh gosh, this is it. I'm dying. You know, but you got something you got to know about me. Like, if I get the flu, I always feel like I'm dying anyway. This was before COVID. But see, if you love God, you will keep His commandments. Now, keeping God's commandments has a lot to do about us denying ourselves. Amen? There's a lot of nice basketball games, football games that happen on a Sunday night. So, for those of you sports lovers, you have to deny yourself from enjoying and watching those things. Just watch it. Watch the highlight later. Or record it. Some of you are tired from work. Right? Because you work... You work three jobs, or two jobs, or you work overtime. And it will be nice to really just rest, but you have to deny yourself, right? Some of you, you don't really want to get sick, and I don't want to get sick. It hurts. I hate it. But do we just say, I don't want to get sick, Lord, so I'm not going to keep your commandment? But I love you. Text, text. Emoji. Let's just make it up in our Facebook post. Let's just make it up in our social media. That's how we become Christians. What people think, not what God thinks. Is that what matters? We please a, an audience of one. We have to make sure we remind ourselves that we live this Christian life to please an audience of one, God and God alone. Amen? And then we remind ourselves that anything that we say and do or not do or not say is being seen by the people that are around us that also needs Jesus. What kind of Christian is someone who is afraid of dying? Can I just be really honest with that question? And then please take it, take it home if you have to. What kind of Christian? A, a Christian is someone who said, it is not about my, my lack of perfection. It is not about my good works or lack of good works. It was the sacrifice of my Lord Jesus on the cross. Dying and giving himself, shedding his blood for me. It was because of that. That's why I know that if I die in this life, when, when I die, I will go to heaven. Right? That's what a Christian is, right? And then what kind of Christian is it then when he says, COVID-19 is out? <laughs> I don't like it. Praise God. Praise God. Right? I mean, that's fine. If you want to take those precautions, take those precautions. But if you love God, you will keep His commandments. The qualifier of Romans 8.28 Romans 8.28 only applies for the people who love God. When he said, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him. 
Those who belong to God. Now, if you belong to God, everything that happens to you, COVID-19 or no COVID-19, car accident or a loss of loved one, if those happen to you, God is working for the good. He is working in those heartaches, in those heartbreaks, in, in, those, in that pain, in that trial. If you love Him, everything that happens to you is for the good. Now that's the love part. <laughs> Romans 12, 2. This is the, the, when, when the verse says, it, and we know. Right? And we know. In Romans 12, 2, it reads, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is God's will. What God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, 2 Corinthians uh, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 reads, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, how much do we know of God? How much do you know of God? How much do you know of His character, His ways, about His will? How much time in your life, how much time in our lives have we spent in getting to know Him? How much of last year, did we set aside and dedicated to God, our good Lord, how much of our time did we put away for Him? Now, how much of our new year so far, because January is about to end, how much of this month have you set aside to actually get to know God, read His Word, study His Word? Now, the problem with us Christians is we say, I don't know what God's will is. Right? I'm praying, I'm reading, but I don't know what God's will is. But you know, if you really track back on, on tra you trying to know what His will is for you, you look back and you time yourself. And you, you know what you're actually doing? You're rushing. You're rushing. You're rushing God to speak to you. Lord, I, I have to go to work, Lord. Because I slept, overslept, because I stayed up because of that Netflix. It was so good. Let me tell you about it later. But, you know, and, but Lord, I only have two minutes for you. But I want to know your will. Now, imagine 2021. Was that you? Imagine your entire Christian life. Is that you? You rush God. You sit down in your coffee table and you have your coffee and you say, all right, Lord, this is the time you speak to me. Pastor Joe said that you speak to me through the word. I speak to you through my prayer. Let's get it. Let's get it. Ding. Oh, hey, oh, oh. She went there. Oh, that's, that's yummy. Ding. Oh, I like that. That's funny. Let me share that. Oh, my gosh, I have to go to work now. Lord, mamayana lang, huh? Lord. Talk to me later through my circumstances. We, 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 we say we want to know God. We say we want to know His will. We say we want to change our ways. But we rush Him. When we're spending time with Him, we rush Him. And then if you, if you compare that to you not spending any time with Him at all, then I guess that's a good thing. Well, at least I spent two minutes with Him because, Pastor, God knows. I love it. When you guys tell me God knows, I say, yes, He does. 
He sure does. You might fool me. You might fool yourself even. But you can never fool God. The problem is we've been fooling God. And we think, we think it's working for us. We force many things about our lives. And we say, I don't know why this is happening in my life. I prayed about it. I brought it to the prayer meeting. I talked to my pastor. I did my devotions. I give my tithes. But I don't know why my, my life is still in this array. And then when we examine your life, you got into a relationship with somebody who does not love God, who does not love Jesus, who is not Christian in violation of the commandment. And then you're wondering, you're wondering, I don't know why. I don't know why. You do know why. You chose to disobey him. Things are not happening. at the, uh, my, my wife's not, not being submissive to me. I don't know why. My husband is not loving me. I don't know why. But you only spoke to me when the problem happened. We only saw you at church when the problem occurred. Because you've taken the, the, the long break. The long break from God. Because when life is good, when life is good, God takes the side. The sidelines, right? We put them aside. Break glass in case of emergency. Break the Bible in case of emergency. Get to your knees in case of emergency, which is fine. That's good. But it should it be, always be like that. Do we only come to Him when trouble's there? And then we wonder, I don't know why this is happening. But see, for the people that know God, the people that know His goodness, the people that know that He is faithful, the people that know that He is powerful, they also face the same storms as we do, as you do. The, the, diff, the only difference is they have peace because they know God and they trust God because they know that God is powerful. They know that God is good. They know that God is still in control in the midst of the storm. You guys remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? The first Jewish law firm? <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Here it reads, The herald loudly proclaimed, Nations and peoples of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, uh, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you must all fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into the blazing furnace. Verse 16 reads, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, that God, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. Verse 18 is the point of this. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew who God is. The Christians of our time don't. Because when CDC says, don't go to public places, the favorite ones that Christians didn't want to go to, which should have been the other point, is church. Nobody's going to throw you into any blazing furnace here. 
oh, but let's not do it because we might get sick. Now, it's, obedience is really a love issue. Obedience really is a love relationship issue. And then the trust issue really has everything to do with your knowledge of who God is. You see, Shadrach, and, uh, Shadrach Meshach, and Abednego were realists. They weren't optimistic. They were realists. Realists in what? They knew that God is real. Amen? Amen? They knew what God's commands was. God's command is to not worship any idols, to not bow down to any idols. They knew that. And even if it will cost them their life, they were not going to compromise. How many of us or how many times did you compromise your faith in response in exchange for your safety? I want to be safe, so I'm not going to follow God in keeping His command of coming to church. I want to be happy, so I will get married to an unbeliever. Because I don't want to be lonely anymore. I want to make my money so I will get into a, 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 a dishonest business arrangement that I know is violating the laws of man and the laws of God. How many times? And then we wonder when consequences happen. And then we wonder, I don't know why this is happening. Well, you should have known. See, knowing God, knowing who God is, can bring trouble, right? Because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were actually targeted by the people that surrounded Nebuchadnezzar, right? They did it. They knew these guys were not going to compromise. And they were sick and tired of these three guys. So they plot, plotted this thing so that they will be killed. But the guys said, we choose God. This 2022 Christian Choose God. Choose God over your safety. Choose God over your comfort. Choose God over resting. Choose God over, over money. As trouble comes, our knowledge of who God is, His power, His love, His faithfulness, should move us to obedience, which is our second point. Trusting God. Trust God. Now, we read this earlier. Verse 31 says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously gives us all things? Do you know that God gives us all the things that we need? Yes, right? All the things that we, you needed, God always provided. All the things that you will ever need, God will always provide. Not the things that you want. Most of us, we're just spoiled, right? We're spoiled. God spoils us. I feel like God spoils us. In this country, we get spoiled. Right? We have storages we pay for. For things that we don't use anymore. We pay for car insurance for cars we don't even drive. Right? We have clothes in our dressers with tags on them that we bought from three years ago. 
And then we say, I don't have all things. <laughs> you don't have all the new things. Knowing who he is and what he is about should give us what we need at the time of need, at the time of trouble. Now, I don't know what you're going through, but is it, do you, is it peace that's bothering you? Do you not have peace? Are you surrounded by people from work or from your family that has bad intentions against you? Are you surrounded by people that would rather abandon you and make you feel really lonely? Now, now God is your peace. God is your peace because He said in Deuteronomy 31.6, it reads, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And you know, Jesus, again in John 14.27, it reads, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Are you in trouble and no one seems to be powerful enough to rescue you from your situation? Now listen to what God said in Psalm 46.1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. In Psalm 27.1 it reads, The Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And in Psalm 23, 4 reads, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Some of us, we've said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil except COVID. <laughs> because God didn't mention COVID. Pastor Joe, there's no COVID in the Bible. God was, God, God was caught by surprise with this, right? No. No. Um, I think I'm behind on my slides. Can you please bring me to John 16, 33? I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Who said that? Jesus. Jesus. Now, is Jesus, can you count on Jesus' words? Can you count on His faithfulness? Can you count that He will not abandon you? Can you count that He will be true? That's right. Now, here's... An illustration that God will never abandon us in the middle of any storm that we face. The illustration is the life of Jesus with the disciples before he went to the cross. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet! Be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Christians at FYCF, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Why are you so afraid of COVID? 
Because the worst thing that will happen to us is we die. And then when we die, what did the Bible say? If you surrendered your life to Jesus, you go to heaven. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You haven't gone to your trip. You haven't gone to your trip, right? You haven't seen your grandkids. You haven't gone to the island that you bought in the Philippines. Yes, sometimes our plans will not be what God wants for us. That's breaking news for some, some people. Because if it's our way, we will always be selfish. Now, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and come follow me. Luke 9.23, Luke 14.27 is the same thing. Now, Christianity has a lot to do with us denying ourselves. Denying ourselves, denying ourselves of rest, denying ourselves of comfort, denying ourselves of safety. But see, Jesus is with us. Jesus is in the boat. Jesus is with you. He will never leave us. And then, do you, you know, when I was sick, when I was sick, my prayer was like, Lord, my head hurts. I already drank three Tylenols. Lord, I drank some vitamin C. Why am I still sick, Lord? And then before I close my eyes, I go, Lord, if I die now, I'll see you in a bit. Right? I know, right? Very dramatic. <laughs> but you never know, right? You never know. Yeah, I could go anytime, right? But I wasn't scared. I was hurting. Was I complaining? Probably. Because I'm a baby, you know? But still, God is with us. Now, this 2022, live like that. Live your life knowing that God is with you. Live your life that, knowing that whatever storm you may be facing, whatever challenges that may arise, just know that God is with you. Third point, to obey Meaning, it's to live for God, right? Now, look at Romans 8, 35 to 36. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword or COVID? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered a sheep to be slaughtered. Is this your cry, Christian? Are you an onward Christian soldier? Or are you an AWOL? No, man, COVID, man. I don't want to go through that. But I face death for you, Lord. <laughs> I face death for you, Lord. Do you, do you confess this? Do you profess this? Do you, is, did you answer that question from Paul by saying, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? COVID. Do you answer it? In like a whisper type? COVID. Or did you say, nothing, Lord, nothing. I will, nothing shall separate me from you. But when this pandemic is over, then I'll be back. <laughs> this is a question that faced the Christians back in Paul's time. Now, this was not a figure of speech for them. This was real. 
If you were found out that you were a Christian during his time, you will be imprisoned, beaten, and you will die. They will put you in the stadium, they will tie you up, they will torture you for people to see, and then they will burn you. But, did Paul say, you know, when you're facing trouble, deny Jesus. That's just the right thing to do. It's the prudent way to do. No. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness? They faced all of that. If they also found out that you're a Christian, if you're lucky that you don't get captured, imprisoned, they will, you will not have any business. You will be economically shunned. That's why you will be hungry and that's why you will be naked because you will not be able to afford anything. But us Christians here in America, right? we have the freedom. We have the freedom to obey God or not. As simple as this. I'm going to call it simple because it's simple. Come into church. It's not really hard. Well, Because you're a boring pastor. Your preaching is boring. Then find a different church that, the, that will engage you in their preaching. Because the praise and worship team in your church is boring. It doesn't engage my heart. Then find a church that will engage your heart with the magnificent, magnanimous concert type of songs and singing. Because at the end of the day, it's your relationship with the Lord that we're really concerned about, whether you believe that or not. What separated most people who supposedly claim and call themselves Christians during our time in the past few years is COVID. Oh, but they're being prudent, they're being wise, and they're being careful. That's why they chose not to come. You know, the funny thing is, when they don't come, they also don't serve God and obey God in the other matter about Christianity. You know what it is? Tights. <laughs> they don't come, they don't give. Oh, but everything is from God. I worship God. Everything that I have is God's. But if I don't go to church, it stays with me. <laughs> right? Now, the hard part about that is you're not obeying God, period. You're not obeying God. Now, if you know God to be faithful you know that He will protect you because He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Because the worst thing that can happen to us Christians is, that, is we die. And once we die that moment, that moment of death, we embrace Jesus. Because Jesus is right there. There is not a moment that you will feel lonely. He is powerful enough to save us for our eternal life. Amen? To secure our eternal life. Amen? But some of us, we say, He's powerful with that, but He's not powerful to protect me from COVID. <clears throat> the illustration is this. Is it also in Romans 8, 37 to 39. No. Paul answered his own question. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Who, who's the Him? Jesus. We are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, 
nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? Amen. This is a great truth, church. Know this, embrace this, memorize this, live this out. Because if you know that nothing can separate you from God, that should compel you to live for Him. No matter what, no matter what challenges you may be facing. Now, I knew I was sick. I knew you guys won't like me coughing and sneezing, and, and, and sneezing here last Sunday, but I wanted to come. <laughs> and you know what? We, would have, we were under 50 anyway. We should have been okay. But, but not, the point is this. You knowing who God is will compel you to live for Him. The reason why you're not living for Him is you don't know who He is. You haven't changed your mind. You haven't done Romans 12 too. You are still very much so the thinking of the world. It's all about money, fame, glory. But if you have taken the time to study God's word and started reading and, and looking at the God of Moses, the God of Joseph, the God of the disciples, the apostles, you know that that's the same God that you're worshiping. And that same God will see you through whatever challenges you may be facing, whatever hardship, whatever temptation you may be facing. For a Christian to have change or to revision your life for God, there must be a change in how and what we know of Him. This year, I ask you, believers, to take your time and study His Word. Pick up your Bible, read your Bible. Yes, it's very entertaining to listen to those podcast ministers they're good. They're great. It's like watching an NBA film, NBA player, put a hoop in. I listen to a lot of those pastors. But that's your additive. That's in addition to. You have to set aside a time in your day to read your word. Because there's power in the word. Amen? Amen. This is just not a book of instructions. Although it is. There's instructions here. This is just not a book to find out what kind of guy should I marry? What kind of girl should I look for? What kind of business should I not get into? You know, although it's there, this Bible is the living Word of God. There's power in this. Now, this, there's no power here, and you open it to Psalm 23, and all the evil spirits will go away. No, there's, it's, it, that's superstition. Stop treating your Bible as a superstition thing to keep all the bad spirits away. The Bible is God's Word. He wants to talk to us. He wants to talk to us. This is how He talks to us. Let Him talk to you. Deny yourself of a, an episode. Deny yourself of an episode that you already watched many times. Read your Word. Give God time to speak to you. And then speak to Him as He reveals Himself to you. Amen? Amen. Only by knowing Him, only by knowing Him and know, being transformed in our minds will we know what His will is for us. 
only by knowing Him will improve or make us who takes the time to want to know Him, trust Him. And when they know and trust God, they will live for Him. And we will obey Him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and leave, lean not on your own understanding. That's what the, the Proverbs 3, 5 reads, right? In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will lead your path straight. Verse, verse 6. So how can you trust Him if you don't know Him? If you don't know His promises? Now if you know His promises, then you can trust Him. Correct? Amen. Let's close in prayer. Thank you for your patience. Father, I thank you for your time that you've given to us, Lord God, to study your word, to gather in person. I thank you for your, your, your leading, Lord God, tonight. I pray that your words, Lord God, will, know, will not come empty. I pray that the listeners, the hearers, Lord God, will be willing to live for you. They will be willing to know more of you. They will be willing to deny themselves, Lord God, of good things, of rest, that they will finally, Lord God, lift up, lift up and read their Bible so that they can discover you, that they can know you, so that you can reveal yourself to them, Lord God. Forgive us, Lord, for all of our sins, for choosing, Lord God, to fear rather than to, to obey. Forgive us, Lord God, for choosing fear over obedience. For choosing comfort, choosing safety, rather than obeying you. Father, we say we love you, but we're not obeying your commandments. Forgive us, Lord God. We ask, Father, for the resolve that we need, the strength that we need, the conviction that we need, Lord God, in order for us to trust you and to live for you. Father, thank you for the healing, Lord God, of me and my family. I thank you for the healing of Chris and Nirvana and anybody else who were sick and were healed by you, Father. We thank you. We pray now for those who are sick, Lord God, please heal them. Please comfort them. And I pray for my brothers and my sisters, Lord God, for their protection from any other harm or danger. We love you, Lord God. And all the Lord's people said, Amen.